it's imperative to understand like what you're trying to say or, or what you are trying to create or what you stand for or what the idea is behind your business. Like it's imperative, even if it's just for yourself to know. You know? Hello everybody and welcome to Show Love Episode 7. Yes, 7. Uh, my name is Ben, I will be your host and uh, joining me uh, across the ditch from Perth, WA is uh, Mel Branson from Till Death. G'day! How's it going? <laughs> G'day! <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Sweet as. Okay, so um, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about uh, who you are? And, um, and then we'll sort of um, break down what t- t- today's topic's going to be all about. Yeah, sure. So um, my name's Mel and I, uh, my, my wedding video business is called Till Death. Um, I've been filming weddings since around 2015, but um, I've been creating videos for um, nearly 10 years. So, um, yeah, I studied multimedia uh, in 2008, 2009, um, and that kind of led me on this path of wanting to um, just create films. I think originally, you know, like a lot of people, I wanted to make music videos um, and documentaries, and it just kind of um, evolved, and I found myself working in advertising, um, creating, like, branded video content um and yeah when I was doing that people just kept asking me to film their weddings and for a long time I kept saying no um but yeah one day I just said fuck it I'll do it oh shit can I swear yeah you can swear it's fine it's not sponsored I should have asked that before um yeah so one day I was just like yeah um sure I'll do it and I just had the best time I had so much fun uh and I guess the rest is history. So here we are. Wicked. Epic. Okay. Well, to give everybody a bit of a heads up on what we're going to be talking about today, um, I got Mel on the show to talk about all things branding, really, and specifically like non-generically wedding branding, because obviously your brand is till death and it's not the kind of usual elegant flowery feminine kind of you know vernacular of wedding vendors um and it's wicked it's so uniquely you and it's just something that i imagine couples who don't entirely gel with you know the wedding look um might see your website you know, after seeing, you know, 20 videographers who all look the same and land on your website and go, this is awesome. I totally vibe with this. So, um, yeah, I thought we could have a chat today. Um, just breaking down your whole brand and, and, and how you go about, uh, sort of standing up from the crowd really. So, um, yeah. yeah. Do you want to start us off a little bit about how till death, you know, came to be? Yeah. So, um, I think I was probably maybe a year into shooting weddings before I actually, um, solidified, uh, yeah, I guess the brand. Um, so 
Yeah, I, I guess when I first started, so the first few weddings that I said yes to, I actually hadn't even seen a wedding video, um, which I think was like the best time. Uh, you know, I think the stuff that I was creating was the best because, um, yeah, I just didn't have any preconceptions about what it should be. And I kind of, I miss that freedom, um, you know, to just like create what... I felt it should be um, but of course coming from um, sort of like an advertising background I, I had an idea about uh, how to create a documentary so um, that's sort of what I was uh, aiming to do. Um, so I had a few under my belt and at this point I started to look outwards and uh, research what, what was actually on offer. Um, and at that time, uh, the, the style, the, you know, as a generalisation, the style of wedding films um, was really different. It's kind of, uh, I guess, what you would expect of like a cliche, romantic, um, slow, uh, very like generic cookie cutter kind of um, wedding video. Uh, and I think maybe what had happened over time is that people, uh, videographers, fell into like a trap um, of looking at other wedding videos and thinking that's what a wedding video should be, I need to create that. And so they became very formulaic, you know, um, it was like, you know, I've got to get this shot and then I get this shot and then I get this shot. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's what I was seeing uh, in the market. Um, and so I guess it became very easy for me to realize that I wanted to change that about wedding videos. So, you know, I kind of, I just, I guess I saw that there was a need that wasn't being met. Um, for a different style of wedding videos. So once I realised uh, that that was the thing that I could be fighting against, in a sense, um, the, the brand manifestation became really easy. So, um, yeah, I, I, guess, I guess it just sort of happened uh, effortlessly because I had that really strong sense of, I know what I don't want to be and I know what sort of films I don't want to create. So every other decision about, you know, like the business name and how it looks and stuff like that just all came like really quite easily. Cool. So it was, it was a very yeah. deliberate and, and conscious decision to stand out. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's not, I, you know, I definitely didn't just pluck the name out of thin air. I wasn't just like, oh, I want to be really cool, um, you know, Maybe it seems that way, like it might, it might, you know, people probably don't realise like how much thinking and planning and research and strategy went into it. Um, so, yeah, it definitely comes from a place of like, I, at the time, um, because I saw this like unmet need and I, and I knew how strong it could be to like, to stand out by positioning myself uh, as something different uh, you know, I just, all of those decisions came easily um, about the business name and how it was going to look and um, the sorts of things that I would say. Um, I think that it's, it's changing 
uh, it, it's, it's actually changed a lot for me and I'm, I'm sure you're going to ask me um, about like what I plan to do in the future but like yeah the 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 motive behind what I do now isn't to stand out and be different and it's not to change um, or like innovate the market because I think that as a whole the industry has changed over the last few years and uh, it's it's no longer um, the different thing I think it's now like it's quite the norm um, to not do those sort of like typical old uh, cliche kind of wedding films. I think that's sort of a thing of the past. And so now I'm, I'm no longer like fighting against that. Um, it's just actually what's expected now. So, yeah. Mm. Cool. And yeah, there, there definitely is a few, you know, more and more videographers who are, you know, finding their own little niches and, and couples do have a lot more choice beyond just, you know, what they had, yeah, like five years ago. Um, yeah. Your initial decision to make a brand that was quite different, was that, what was the sort of balance between the motivations for that being um, creative and then like um, economic? Like what's the sort of, what was yeah. your sort of... Um, pulls for well yeah for that I think at first I had no idea about how um economically viable it could be to to stand out and and you know do something that was different and, and have like a niche all I cared about was that I was going to be able to do something that I was that I would enjoy so um you know I, I just didn't want to leave my my full-time job and do something that I wasn't going to you know, something that wasn't going to allow me to, like, do and create the things that I wanted to. So, um, I mean, that was my that was my only motive at that time, was, like, I just want to make what I want um, and enjoy what I do. So I guess the the economic viability just came afterwards. And, and also, like, as soon as I started to put it out there, I think I realised quite quickly, like, you know, people people definitely are attracted to things that um or, or brands or ideas that like stand for something um and mean something and have uh you know have a belief or are, are trying to innovate or like change the way things are done cool so it was definitely like a at the time you know when you first did it, at least it was it was an authentic representation of what you wanted to put out there not necessarily you trying to come up with what a bride's going to want you and what a couple's going to want. Abs yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, and I actually think that that's one of the, the biggest mistakes that I see. And, um, yeah, especially in, uh, in other markets, maybe not so much here because I think, um, maybe culturally we, are, um, I don't know, maybe just a bit more, uh, well, I actually, I, I don't want to piss anyone off and say the wrong thing here. But, um, yeah, I definitely see that, like, you know, in some other markets, people are really trying to, like, appeal to their clients. And, you know, they're, like, trying to research what is my, what does the customer want or, like, what does the market want? Um, and, you know, especially I, I hear and, and see a lot of people saying, like, what does the bride want? Mm. And, and I just, like, first of all, think that's the wrong way to go about it because, um you know, like sometimes there is no bride. <laughs> um, but the other thing is like, if you're, if you're constantly trying to mirror back what you think 
um, the market wants or, or what your client wants, um, first of all, uh, you know, you, you, you're only going to create like a watered down version of what the other person, the other, you know, everyone else is doing. Because if you're trying to find out what, it, what the customers want, you're all going to come up with the same answer. And so you're all going to end up creating something that's the same. Um, so, yeah, I guess my advice to that would be, like, stop trying to be liked by the market and just try to be respected because, you know, in the history of, in the history of business, it's the, the brands that, you know, are respected and have something to say and have an opinion that stand the test of time and, and go on to become the innovators and, and, you know, like, change the way things are done and... And, um, yeah, I think that there's a lot of people in the industry that are doing that, that are, you know, just staying true to what they believe is the right thing. Um, and, you know, they just, they stand out. And, and what happens then is you have, um, you know, like you can, if you're one of those people, you can really influence uh, the future of, of the way things are done. Um, and you can then create the, the, the norm or what's expected, um, and and people will imitate you as well. Mm. Totally. No, I I totally get the, like, I think videographers, photographers, like, there's plenty of industries that are guilty of that kind of feedback loop, loop of just everyone's looking at each other, everyone's looking at what everyone else is doing and going, oh, that's obviously what the client wants, and so I'll do that, and then... You know, it's just yeah. it's just a perpetuating circle. Um, yeah, and it's yeah. a hard, it's a hard thing to break, and like you know, I I admit that I'm guilty of it too. Like it's hard to to not look at that. Um, I mean, we're a business at the end of the day, and I I get the fear that people have around like I want to appeal to as many people as possible so that I can book weddings. You know, p- people yeah. making these mistakes aren't businesses booking 40 weddings and and turning brides away or turning couples away you know these are people trying to book you know three three weddings five weddings 10 weddings a season and going it's like i just want to i just want to appeal to people but yeah i think it is a bit of a trap um to do that because um you're setting yourself up for yeah for painting yourself into a corner basically yeah, absolutely. I mean, what ends up happening is that you are, you're creating work that maybe you're, you don't want to be creating. Um, and yeah, it's just easy to fall into a trap of like the safe way of, of approaching each shoot, you know, or the safe way of um, editing uh, instead of like allowing yourself to be really creative. Um, and then you also risk uh, not being able to stand out and uh, have yourself be known for a particular style, um, which I think uh, my friend Nat in the background here, <laughs> um, yeah, has a lot to say about as well. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Cool. And so to, um, to talk a little bit now about Till Death's style, um, what are some of the influences that have shaped, you know, your brand mm. and your look and your aesthetic? Mm. Um well, okay, so in terms of, uh, I guess, the, 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 the sort of tone of voice, um, so music is, has always been, um, you know, a huge uh, inspiration for me. Um, so I grew up listening to 
like a lot of hip hop and rap. Um, and, you know, I don't think that um, there's a lot of like, you know, music that's, that's in my work that, you know, I don't always use like hip hop music. That's not really what I'm talking about. But um, I think that the, the sort of attitude that comes from um, hip hop, like I definitely feel like I have tried to put some of that attitude into my brand. Uh, some vibe. of that kind of like, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's almost like cheeky and audacious and bold. Um, and, you know, a lot of the time if I'm like listening to rap, I'm, I'm, that's, that's what I'm trying to make my brand be. I want my brand to have that kind of voice. It's like a confidence, um, right? It's like a yeah. knowing that you're the shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, uh, music's like a huge inspiration. Um, the, the sort of films that I watch, so yeah, I definitely I try to watch as many films as possible when I have time, um, but also like documentaries. So um, just watching documentaries as much as I can. Uh, and that's like because of the other sort of work that I do outside of weddings um, is that's, that's the sort of work that I want to be doing. So um, yeah, I try and watch, watch documentaries as much as I can. Um, in terms of the, like the visual style, the visual manifestation of the brand um, when I was creating that, the sort of, um, yeah, the sort of uh, look, I suppose, look and feel that I was going for was very like eighties, uh, nineties, post-punk grunge culture so you know I was looking at like a lot of um you know like 80s 90s graphic design like David Carson and um you know like a lot of MTV style um zine culture so you know at the time this was you know a few years ago now I wanted the visual style to be very like cut and paste um and uh you know I just kind of like drew on like surf culture, skate culture, uh, to try and bring in some of those elements because that was the attitude that I wanted for my brand. I wanted it to be this like, um, sort of underdog, uh, very masculine kind of, uh, thing. So, you know, I was like drawing on the conventions of those existing cultures, um, to try and give that connotation and it works. Um, you know, it's, it's worked, it has worked well, but, um, uh, in terms of, uh, where it's going to go in the future, I think it'll, it'll probably grow up a little bit and, uh, and change quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to, to, to hear a bit later about, um, you know, what your plans are m- m- moving forward. Um, but what sort of couples do you reckon, um, are going to vibe with, you know, with you and your brand because it's like you know all those things you're saying like that's hitting me like right here you know like 90s skate culture hip-hop you know yeah you know, um you know surf magazines all that stuff i'm like that sounds awesome i want to film like yeah. that um but like you know it's not like everyone's into those things but do you think like couples are cluing into that exact kind of those exact um references or is it you know is it casting a bit of a wider net yeah i mean well it's okay so first of all um you know i don't think that my actual films take on well i don't 
yeah, I mean, I'm sure that in no. some way I'm influenced by those it, things. It, it's uh, it's not like your wedding I, film looks like a 90s skate yeah. video, you know, but it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just, I guess it was more about like the attitude um, and, and the, like the, the ethos of the brand. Uh, but um, yeah, so who, yeah, it's, it's hard to know because like I don't know who I, who I turn away, um, but definitely that was my, you know, part of my intention was to, actually it wasn't really to like turn people off, it was just to like set the expectation. I mean, this is like all what all branding does. Like this is the perp- the point of it is to kind of like uh, give cues um, so that like part of the conversation has already been had. By the time someone meets me, they already know. Uh, there's there's already like a, a bunch of things that they can they can gather from the things that they've seen through my my branding. Um, so I think it's just a way to like establish that that foundation of the relationship so um yeah I mean it's hard to know who I who I actually attract I think you know I think it's actually a lot of people a lot of people resonate with the things that I have said um and yeah yeah no, it's hard cool. to know. yeah no it, it, uh, I get what you're saying too about you don't know who you're turning away but it was it's it's quite cool because on the on the last episode, um, I had, uh, Sean Tolhook from Lemon Tree Filmhouse, and um, he said a similar thing where he's uh, obviously their branding is completely different to yours, but they've made the decision too to make their website very polarizing in this in the sense that people will land on their web- website and go, I vibe with this or I don't. You know, it's not yeah. trying to be a generically like soft bring you in gently kind of vibe it's like a you either love it or you don't and you know that that sort of like draws a line in the sand from the get-go so that yeah you're right you know you've answered a lot a lot of the couple's questions before they've even met you um, which i think is really cool around um just yeah just getting couples who yeah vibe with you and are gonna you know make a good team with you making their films um yeah and absolutely like I, i do intentional things um you know, and I think like because uh, I put a lot of myself into um, my branding, and so like, uh, yeah, I definitely use like a, a certain type of language, and you know, I, I try not to like filter myself as much as possible um, because if I do turn people off by that, I mean, that's uh, that's what they're going to get when they when they get me. It's like it's me, and I don't want to have to I don't want to have to change myself or pretend to be something that I'm not. Um, because otherwise, you know, I'm going to live, uh, an unfulfilled existence yeah. if I do that. So yeah. you get yeah. burnt out from trying to pretend to be something else. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, what do you, have you, um, I mean, it's hard if you haven't, um, done kind of like split tests or, um, or, or anything, but have you experimented with language around, um, I as in like you like the brand being like you as a person personal thing or like a kind of like we generic like general kind of like you know a royal we as in the company Mm. because I've always struggled a bit with mm. with how to how I want to you know portray my wedding brand whether I have it as a kind of personal solo the brand is me or is it is the brand side project and is it is it more of a 
more of a removed kind of company face. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was a, a conscious decision early on because um, I just thought it would be easier for me. For, to, it was making life easier for myself if if I made, you know, the, the whole business and the whole brand myself. Um, of course, there are, like, downsides to that um, and there's a lot of risk that comes with that. Um, and, yeah, I, I guess... I would have to just kind of like cross that bridge if I ever did want to mm. uh, step aside or, yeah, I mean, like, who knows? Yeah, I, I, I don't really know. No, it, I think it, yeah. I think Nat could also like chat about that because, um, yeah, I guess because I always just shoot by myself, um, I've never really, I've never really said that I would, you know, have, have more people involved, but mm. yeah, that, who knows if that would change. Okay. So you do every wedding solo sh- shooter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, impressive. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's full on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I, I've just never. Um, yeah, I, I guess I've just never really needed anyone else. Uh, if it's if it's like a large wedding, if there's a lot of people, um, like probably over like 150, I would I would have a second shooter. Um, mm. But yeah, most of the time it's just me. Hardcore. Wicked. Okay, so to go back to a bit about um, the wedding industry and um, wedding films in general, what do you see as some of the kind of like, you know, tropes and overdone things within wedding films that you, you know, consciously not do? Yeah, I guess, um, okay, well, I personally... um, you know, I, I try not to like, you know, make everything slow motion. Um, or, you know, like I, I, I guess the thing that, um, stands out, uh, as like a trend that I think, um, will probably phase out, uh, is like, yeah, just overdoing anything. So whether it's like overdoing, um, yeah, like slow motion or overdoing like the use of like drone shots or any sort of effect in post, uh, overdoing it, I think, is like something that I think will will phase out. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because, like, yeah, I don't really. Nothing really annoys me anymore. I, I when I look at other wedding films, I'm not. Yeah, I don't have that same sense of like um, passion to fight against something anymore. Yeah. Uh, whereas like, you know, when I first started this business, I was like looking at all these, all these wedding videos and it was like a matter of personal taste. I was just like, I, I don't want that. So, you know, I, I thought it's really easy for me to like decide what I want my business vision to be because I personally didn't like, uh, you know, a certain type of or a style of wedding film. Um, but yeah, I think now I don't, have that same sense of like urgent passion to fight against that. Mm. When I look at other people's wedding films now, I actually just, I admire a lot of the stuff that I see. So um, yeah, I I guess, yeah, it's hard because I don't know, I don't know what trends I don't like. I I think I I like everything. Um, Yeah, I just, uh, I think this, I think something that will sort of like, phase out com- completely is that sort of like formulaic uh stand back approach um that that I that I talked about that wedding films used to be I think 
because, you know, I'm not saying that I had anything to do with this, like, I, I guess at the same time that I was realising that things needed to change, obviously a lot of people were having the same realisation. And so um, I think, yeah, the, the style overall of what is, like, the norm and what's expected and, and what's popular uh, is changing to, like, a, a more, like, documentary, like, candid sort of approach. And it's the same with photography. Um, mm. I don't think people, uh, the, the market expects... Um, this kind of like staged set up huge production uh, from a wedding film these days I think people are wanting just what's real and wanting things to just like happen as they happen mm. um, yeah so I think yeah I just I feel like that trend of like the storyboarded formulaic approach is a, is a trend and, and it will phase out yeah and okay so sort of to twist the last question a little bit um are there any trend like wedding trends wedding film trends that you do like but you don't feel fit the kind of till death aesthetic Mm. well i try well i try not to have an aesthetic (laughs) (laughs) um well i'd like to think that i don't have an aesthetic and that um i can try anything i want um and so yeah I don't think um I don't think there's anything that I I wouldn't try and uh I would never look at something and think that it doesn't fit within my brand because the brand is me um and I get to control what I'm creating you know that's the way that I've set it up um so whatever decision I make (laughs) I don't think that someone, you know, I, I deliver to a wedding couple something that I felt was the right thing to do at that point in time. And I don't think they're going to look at that and think, hang on, that's not like your other films or, you know, this isn't what we expected. I would hope that I've set it up from the beginning that, you know, there are no expectations. Um, I, I just go about it the way that I see fit um, because there are no weddings that are exactly the same um you know I I just I hope and this is like my my goal from the beginning was to roll into every shoot every wedding um and just capture what's happening as like real and and documentary as possible yeah Uh, yeah wicked I mean and that kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier around um like the authenticity of your brand like you, you know if if you are you know laying the foundations of your brand around like what is authentically what you like then you've always got your kind of gut to go back to around like do i like it cool that fits my brand because it's my brand is what i'm vibing with it's not some external thing i'm trying to like construct yeah you know so it's yeah, yeah it's a lot easier to, to trust your gut on that for sure yeah. Um, I think, yeah. yeah, I think one, one thing I, so when I first, first started, you know, I, I think, uh, what I wanted to create is, is actually quite different from what I do now. Um, and I think that comes down to the fact that, uh, time, uh, <laughs> um, time becomes an issue or, you know, the, the limited nature of time, um, and, I think going back to what we were saying about like there's a safe way to do things and you kind of like 
want to uh, want to take each day as it comes, but at the end of the day, you know, there definitely is like a formulaic nature to a wedding day. Um, you know, things happen in a certain order and, and sometimes it's just easy to like, you, without even realising it subconsciously, you're like, okay, I know that's going to happen. I know that's going to happen. This is where I'm going to be. And, you know, I think like breaking away from that is my goal uh, for this next season is to just come at it with that fresh kind of fresh eye that I once had where I had no expectations. And so, um, yeah, and then even in in the edit, like I just want to forget about this like natural flow that I've just fallen into uh, and kind of like break that and just uh, create something that is like as true to the day as I possibly can. So yeah, that's, I guess something a trend that I well I don't even know if I would call it a trend but it's just um something that I've seen other people do and I'm like yeah fuck I really wish that I could do that again Mm. instead of like yeah I guess a part of you does um the more and more that you do and the more you have booked in a season like yeah part of you does kind of fall into like a an autopilot mode yeah Yeah. especially like as you get tired and and there is a bit of a a wave you ride where like the first few weddings of the season you're always super pumped for and and you you know you pour loads into them and then you know you know the weddings at the end of the season you're kind of like oh okay gotta gotta push through gotta get this done you you know still balancing that kind of like wanna you want to do right by every couple but you know you sort of physically burn out after a while yeah Mm. yeah i mean i guess like that comes down to like how many uh, how close together and, mm. and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I try to, I try to like definitely have the same level of enthusiasm for each, for each wedding, but, um, uh, it's just the, the natural, like, uh, autopilot mode mm. that kind of like kills the creativity and the, like, um, the, you know, I hate to say the word, but like the organicness of it, yeah. um, which, yeah, I miss. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, let's talk now a little bit about constraints and putting yourself in a box. When I was ch- chatting to um, Nat the other day, she mentioned um, the idea of putting yourself as a brand in a box. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about how that is important around defining you know, what you're all mm. about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess... Well, I mean, it's it's important, but... Um, you know, I, I think, like, once again, like, if you come back to... If this, like... Okay, wait, can you just <laughs> explain? What do you mean by, yeah, uh, okay. you so, know, putting yourself in a box? Yeah, so what I mean by putting yourself in a box is... I think um, one of the traps a lot of people fall into is, um, you know, one of the traps was um, trying to please the client and you come up with a very inauthentic version of a brand. I think another trap people fall into is um, even if they're being authentic, like putting too much of their self into... um, you know their brand and not honing down a refined 
vision, I guess. And like, you know, they might like you know, this and that and this and that and this and they put in all these sort of different um, angles um, and the results are very muddy, kind of not refined brand. Um, you know, like, just, like from the influences you talked about before, they just so happened to all live in a similar world. Um, but if you had other things you were into that didn't really fit that vibe, um, mm. you know, that start to dilute the the voice, yeah. I guess, of the brand. Like, you know, what would you say to someone who is trying to, like, I guess, narrow their their vision? Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Come mm. back to why it is like what what is your motive um why are you in business and uh yeah i guess okay so all of those things that i talked about like skate culture and and surf culture and stuff like that and music like yes i do like those things but um that's not the reason why i borrowed from those uh you know existing cultures uh and and use that as part of my branding it's not because i just liked i it's not because i happen to like those things like it was a decision because um that was the 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 tone of voice for my brand uh and and like you know i i wanted it to be the disruptor uh and like bold and audacious and those sorts of things so that's the only reason why i i reference um like those those things so um yeah i guess i i definitely wouldn't have done that if that wasn't part of the the plan um so but yeah i guess the fact that i i do also happen to like them helps because uh i'm not pretending to be something that i'm not um and you know it, it becomes like it's actually it just comes very like naturally and effortlessly to to make decisions about it because yeah, because it is, it is me. Um, whether I think it's a good thing or a bad thing to put yourself in a box. Well, I think it's important to like define. Mm. Uh, Cause I think the, who, the, the language you used was tone of voice, which I think is kind of the same thing. It's like uh, a cohesiveness, I guess around, yep. you know, the, the, all the little elements and, and whether they are harmonious or if there's too many or too few, Um, yeah 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 I mean I I think it's like it's important and it's like it's imperative like (laughs) to uh to understand like what you're trying to say or or what you are trying to create or what you stand for or what the idea is behind um your business like it's imperative uh, even if it's just for yourself to know, you know, it doesn't have, you don't have to project that out into the world. Um, but for yourself to know each day what it is that you're getting up for in the morning uh, and why it is that you show up to every wedding, uh, yeah, it's, it's crucial that you understand um, what, what that looks like. Cool. Um, and, and being able to, like, articulate it in a in a profound kind of way helps because people resonate with that um yeah i can't tell you how many people resonate with the things that i've put out into the world um because it's it's true it's like there's no bullshit to it 
um, it just it stands out like a sore thumb because uh, because it's it's true. It's not it's not watered down. Yeah, it's because I'm not like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to do what the market wants, and I'm not trying to um, say what I think people want to hear, and I'm not trying to copy someone else. I'm not looking at another brand or business and going, oh, that's like, that's really cool. Like that seems to be working for them. Like I'm going to do that. Um, yeah, I just, I wrote that. I wrote everything just from a place of like, you know, I'm so pissed off at the way things are being done. This is what I think needs to happen. Um, and yeah, once I started writing it, it just like, it just flowed. So, okay, so to dive a little bit deeper around you writing it all down, do you have like a defined kind of brand brand guidelines or kind of steadfast rules um, to help you, you know, stay um, on track with the brand? Yeah, well, okay, so, I mean, I don't have like a brand guideline, but, um, you know, just just the, like, the, the ethos that I wrote from the very, very beginning Um that that's kind of what I try and always come back to. Uh, it's just it's it's like a paragraph. Um, Is that the ethos just, that, that's on your website? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, well now when I read it, I think like it's just so. I think it's like it's it's immature and it's like and you know that's what I need to kind of like um, revisit and like and and define again because as I was saying, like, my motive has changed. It's no longer to fight against this particular, uh, you know, unmet need that I saw in the world. Uh, it's, it's something else now. But um, when I wrote it, like, it was just so strong that that was the only guideline that I needed. Um, so every decision kind of, like, comes back to that and... Yeah, I don't really have to like second guess anything because it's just what I what I felt and and what I believed in. So yeah, cool, awesome. Um, we've talked a little bit, bit about, um, I guess the kind of look of the brand. Um, you know, like the the design, um, even like the films themselves. Um, what is your kind of like? you as a person and your interaction with the couple um, both on the day and via email, how does that all play into, um, you know, is there an element of, I mean, I, I realize you mentioned that it's, it's authentically you and you just being you, but is there an element of your personality, um, you know, being wrapped up in the brand somehow and how that projects out to the couples? Um, well, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like one, one hundred percent. Like, um, and actually, you know, sometimes I think like the the voice of my brand isn't me, but it's like a me that I want to be. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is cool because then you know, like I'm growing as a person too. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like in every interaction that I have, it's it's like me maybe my maybe I amplify that again it's like the me that I want to be um but I but I'm not like pretending to be something that I'm not I'm just like 
trying to be a good person. Mm. Like just, just trying to be like the best, the best human that I can be. Because yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's an yeah. important aspect, and I think because uh, like a lot of you know videographers or photographers, and I think photographers are better at this naturally because they part of their work is a lot more on interacting with the couple. But I think yeah, a lot of videographers, especially, tend to be quite reserved and introverted and and yeah. and quiet um and it can come across fine you know there's positive aspects to that in terms of like being stealthy on the day and people not you know you're not distracting but then there's a downside mm-hmm. of that around like the how you're interacting with the with the couples and and the kind of um experience you're establishing with them which especially when i started um i struggled with i would you know I was like, okay, I make my films and that's, and that's what I'm good at. And, but as I've grown and as I've matured, I've realized that it's this whole experience. Um, and you know, everything from how you talk to couples, how you email them, it's all part of, yeah, that, like that voice and everything. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, and I, and I think like, um, having worked on like a lot of, uh, the, the commercial sort of work that I do um, and, and directing and stuff like that, like, um, yeah, setting the tone of the relationship early on is, like, you know, hugely important, especially if you want to get, well, I mean, with uh, on commercial jobs, like, when you want to get, like, the best performance out of your talent, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have to, like, create the best experience for them possible uh, from the very beginning. So... Yeah, uh, in all of my in all of my communications, um, yeah, it's always as as personal and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just I'm setting that tone. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, and on the day, I'm definitely not the kind of person that just um, stands in the background, and and yeah. I'm not an introverted person at all. Mm. Um, but I do understand that you know there are a lot of people that are like that. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, um, uh, yeah, I can't help. Mm. <laughs> I can't help yeah. like who I am. <laughs> yeah. No, cool. Yeah. And um, talking a little bit too around um, the experience for the couple is um, packaging, which I think is, again, another area that, um, you know, videographers, including myself, haven't put as much um, time and effort and thought into as we probably should have. Um are you, you know, have you thought much about your packaging? What are you kind of doing to kind of like finish off that experience um, yeah. for the couples? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely have have put a lot of thought into it and I've like played around with things and I'm like constantly um, experimenting with that. At the moment, I think my, my packaging stuff is like not as cohesive as it could be because, <laughs> um, you know, like what often ends up happening is like when you want to change or experiment with something you end up with like you know old inventory from two years ago that you're still trying to get through um so I guess one day I'll I'll kind of like just decide to write off a whole bunch of inventory and and like put together something that's really cohesive um and like really well thought out but yeah definitely the things that I wanted to like leave with people is uh you know, I just wanted them to like have something tangible that they can keep forever to like think of me. 
um, or to just like think of the experience that they had with me. Um, and I also didn't want to give them something that they felt like they could just throw out. Like I didn't want it to feel disposable. So um, yeah, I've just put thought into uh, how everything's like presented. Um, but that's probably another thing that Nat could talk about a bit better because um, she does invest in her packaging stuff a bit more than me. Cool. Awesome. You know, it, it's something that, cause I've just gone through a bit of a, a, a rebrand and it's something that I'm looking to put, put a bit more effort into. Cause um, it's like, I mean, I've been guilty of the kind of like um, thinking of my branding as like, you know, my logo, my web- website and my social and, and like, it's so much more than that. And I'm sort of slowly starting to realize that there's all these elements of um, how I'm projecting my business's, you know, voice and the experience my couples have with that. Um, um, I could do, yeah, a lot better around, um, yeah, just just making the the object of what I'm creating the film seem so much more special around them having like an an, an object to yeah to to think of me. Um, around and stuff so yeah it's yeah it's something that i definitely need to um put some more put some more thought 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 into but it is happening yeah Um, yeah Yeah. yep awesome um uh we've talked kind of talked a little bit about that already um we sort of just to start to to wrap us up around the the idea of branding um i guess you know, and it's and it's a simple way. Like we've kind of talked a bit about it already, but um, why why is branding important? You know, if if there's anyone who's, um, you know, in the midst like me of sort of doing a bit of a rebrand or might have thought about it, you know, what's the, some of the things they should be thinking about around why their image and their brand is important? Yeah, well. <laughs> Not, 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 uh, not to put you on the spot or anything. <laughs> I mean, that's a huge and like loaded yeah. question. Like know, it's important. Well, it's important for lots of reasons. It's important because, um, uh, in this day and age, you know, in, in the, like the Insta business world that we live in, um, it's, I don't think it's enough to just have a good product or, you know, even to just have an okay product, um, you know, it's, it's, if you want to, if you want to attract the people that you want to work with, um, you need to be found and you need to have, uh, an idea and, and something, uh, you need to be able to like offer some value more than just, uh, the product that like you believe in um yeah you you need to like make them believe in it as well and and want to get on board your ship um so yeah that's why I think it's important but on the flip side of that like I also think it's equally as important to have a good product and not just have good branding so uh yeah, I'm, 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 this kind of would segue into like where I plan to go um, next. Like I, I, I think it's like not good enough just to have good branding and just to have like a loud voice or just to be like saying that you're 
innovating things or that like you are fighting against something. It's not, not good enough to just be that, have that tone of voice. Like you, you have to also follow through and be able to create what you say that you're going to create. Um, so I guess that's the challenge. Uh, and there's like, there's this uh, a theory called like the purple cow theory. I'm not sure if you're aware of it. It's mm -hmm. like um, by a guy by the name of Seth Godin. And he talks about like the purple cow as in like you're driving down the freeway and you see like all these brown cows on the side of the road and you take no notice of them. But as soon as you see a purple cow, you're like, holy shit, stop the car. I'm going to go take a photo of this purple cow and I'm going to make it go viral on the internet because I've never seen one of these things before. And so, you know, like he is saying like, be the purple cow, be the different thing. But then there's also the other side of that coin, which is like, there's no point being the purple cow if what you have to actually offer isn't remarkable or isn't uh, going to like add value to people's life. So don't just be the loudest person in the room, actually have something important to say or offer. Um, because yeah, I mean, the thing about being like an innovative brand is uh, you'll have imitators. Um, as soon as people start to see that uh, what you're doing works, uh, people try to copy that. But um, if they don't have the, the product or the, you know, if what they're offering doesn't stand up to what they're saying, then, uh, you know, I think people can see that gap very obviously, you know, and it ends up... Uh, coming off as it's inauthentic and and people just see right through that uh, so I mean that's another reason why like branding is important and just having a having a, a clear strong authentic motive is important because um, we we're so used to like we're so used to seeing inauthenticity through brands and corporations that we just like we automatically switch off to it or we can we can just see straight through it. You, you know when someone's lying to you or you know when someone's trying to sell you something and, uh, and you just end up tuning out to it. I think that's why, like, what I've said has stood out to people so much is uh, they just see it as, like, I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to be me and just trying to, like, create what I think is good. Um... Yeah, that's why it's important. <laughs> Perfect, amazing. That was that that was fantastic. Was um, it? I just feel like that was a bit a bit of waffle because I've no, had no, like it was, no, it was, five it shots was, of coffee yeah. now. <laughs> no, no, it was it was it, it was really good around like, um, just yeah. I think people need to know that um, they're not the only ones who can sniff out bullshit. Everyone else can sniff out mm -hmm. bullshit just as well as you. So if yeah. if you're yeah if you're peddling crap, people are gonna smell it. So you know you, yeah you need, absolutely yeah. And if you're if you're if you're writing something because like you're copying words from someone else, mm. or if you're like um, if you if you're writing what you think people want to hear, um, yeah, I mean you, you just like. It's, it's just obvious straight away. Mm. Um, I mean, also, like, if you're creating, like, if the work that you're creating is, is like, what you think people want or just, you know, an, another iteration of, like, what you've already seen other people do, you mm. know, it just becomes this, like, watered-down product um, that's maybe just 
maybe slightly better or maybe just a little bit different from like your competitors mm. instead yeah. of instead of standing out and being like you know innovative and different yeah for sure totally cool all right well um last question for the the main topic is um what we've been sort of teasing the whole time is what is next for till death mm. you know, where are you go- yeah. where are you going next yeah i mean i don't like it's a work in progress. So, yeah. um, I mean, it's always a, a work in progress. I think that's like a luxury that we have of, you know, having our own business and, um, also like not having, uh, a lot of, um, you know, the, the stakes aren't super high if we want to like try something different, you know, there's not like multiple locations that we have to roll it out at. Um, you know, we can just like test things out. So yeah, I'm, I'm constantly trying to evolve it, but I guess, uh, what it comes down to is that like, yeah, my, my motive has changed because I now no longer think that I'm fighting against this common thing, like this common evil. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even, an, it wasn't like it was an evil, but it yeah, was yeah. just like something that I felt really strongly about that was like an injustice. I thought like, you know, if I don't create this, like people are just going to continue to have like pretty shitty wedding films so, like, yeah, I guess now there's so many amazing wedding filmmakers that, like, that's no longer my, my motive. I'm not, like, I, I'm not competing against shitty wedding films. Mm-hmm. So, so it's hard for me to say. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't quite know. I think, like, I think what it is is... Um, I guess my focus is now on just like creating the best work that I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my, yeah, I, it's, it's hard to know. I'm, I'm currently like trying to define that and I'm, I'm working with someone to, to help me sort of like understand uh, and unlock what, what my motive is. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the visuals of the brand will change much? No, I mean, I'm sure it will be, like, just an evolution. I don't think it's going to, like, dramatically change. It'll Mm. just be an evolution because, um, yeah, it's just, it's just needs to grow up a little bit and, like, Mm. uh, and, and stop being the, the disruptor, I think. Um, It's not really relevant anymore because, Mm. yeah, just as I said, it's not, it's not like, it's the norm now, I think, to, to not have one of those like cliche um, wedding films. Yeah. Cool. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, I think I might leave, um, leave our main topic there for now. And um, there was one other thing um, I wanted to chat about, Um, you know, as always talk, we've talked about something outside of wedding films and uh, you've sent me an amazing documentary on a, a, a local family-owned restaurant and one of the guys who works there. So do you want to tell us a little bit about this documentary and how it came about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, it came about because um, I had, you know, I've I've had a couple of months off um, in between weddings and uh, I just wanted to use that time to, like, create something that I just you know, I just felt like there was this itch inside me where I just want to like create 
for myself and and just like uh, just do what I I know I'm capable of doing. Um, but you know, there's there was no client, there was no um, like brief. I just I just wanted to like come up with an idea and and make something the way that I want to create work. So. Um, yeah, I've known uh, I've known Chris, the the character in the film, um, for many many years, and I knew the story of his family, and it was just like a story waiting to be told. Um, and I just also wanted to like put this test on myself to see how quickly I could turn uh, an idea around and and make it something uh, you know that I could put out into the world. So um, yeah, I I had the idea. Um, when I was on a tiger flight, I, I, I got onto the plane and I was like, fucking tiger. Oh my God, I, I've got like four and a half hours of this shitty flight with no leg room and I've got no TV and I've got no internet. Um, so I was just like staring into space and just visualised the entire documentary exactly how you see it. Um, wow. And so I'm just like on my phone, just like writing all these notes, like, Okay, and then we're going to do like this outfit montage and he's going to like have a ciggy in his mouth. And like, yeah, so I, I just had like planned the entire thing. As soon as my flight landed, like the second I got reception, I messaged him and was like, hey, I've got this idea. I'm going to come and see you tomorrow. Um, and he was like, yep, cool. And I also messaged um, my friend Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Oris, who is also a wedding filmmaker here. Um, and, you know, I just... I've, I've known of Dwayne's work for so long and I just, I, I love his style of filmmaking and, and I really think that like there was just only one person that could bring this vision that I had to life. Um, so I messaged him and I was like, hey, what you doing over the next few days? Uh, and I explained the concept to him and he was like immediately on board. Um, so the very next day we went to the restaurant um, and did a recce and, you know, like, it was just, the, the story was just, like, all there. Like, you just couldn't write this shit or make it up. Like, it was just so, uh, like, authentic. So, um, yeah, we, we, uh, we planned a two-day shoot um, for, like, the following day or, or maybe there was, like, a couple of days in between um, and, yeah, shot it over two days and then uh, cut it, I think, within, like, the following two days. Wow. And spent um, probably, like, the next week um, tightening it up and, and doing post. Um, but all up, it was, like, a two-week two week turnaround, which I was, like, really excited about because, you know, I just wanted to be able to push myself and, and make something that I'm, like, really proud of. Um, but the, the best thing about it though has been like the outcome of it. Mm. Um, so since like, since sharing this and, and, you know, like allowing, uh, the family to, to share it as well, like, um, just the, the impact that it's had on, on their, uh, on the restaurant and like on their, their customers and, you know, it's just been like super profound and, um, and I'm just like so honoured that I got to tell that story and help share their, you know, what they're about. So, yeah, that's that's fantastic. It's just, I had no idea around the um, the timeline for that. That's it's amazing. 
I yeah, I thought it was something you would have got like funding for and and been like, you know, months in the planning, but you know. Well, I th- it, yeah, yeah, I mean I I think it's just like as soon as the as soon as the idea was there, like as soon as I um as soon as I like I just I had the idea and like uh I just saw it all in my head um every like every decision uh after that was just like super quick and easy and and uh you know thankfully it didn't require like a huge crew or like um you know and thankfully Dwayne was available because obviously it was like wedding off season so um yeah everything was able to like come together very quickly Wicked. Um, technically, what was it shot on? Because it looks beautiful. Red. Red. I was <laughs> yeah. going to say, was, yeah. it looks stunningly beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah. Dwayne, did Dwayne's... You, did, yeah. you, did, you know, your Dwayne use any lighting or is it just all natural light? Yeah. So, yeah. So he lit it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he he lit it. Um, uh, I mean, a lot of it was natural, but, um, yeah, he did, did have lights yeah, and... Cool. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a beautiful film, and yet this storytelling is really tight. I love that little outfit montage. It's like it's so yeah. cool with that like hardcore <laughs> music. It's wicked. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's it's so nice that it's had such that 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 positive um, outcome for the family and their restaurant because mm-hmm. I mean that's what the the film's all about. The fact that it's kind of the last of a dying breed, you know. Um, but no, it's that's wicked. Um, yeah. Do you have plans and to I do mean, more, more like that in the future? Well, that's the dream, and that's yeah. uh, you know that's kind of like the reason why I wanted to like use my last uh, like free time to just like uh, create something that like I know can be done. Um, so yeah, I would love more opportunities like that, um, and I would just love to have like a, a good balance of. Um, you know, a few weddings, uh, and, and just time to like be creative and, and mm-hmm. help tell like some of these other stories. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Wicked. All right. Well, I might leave it there for awesome. today's episode. Um, thank you so Good much chat. for, yeah, great chats. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, you know, there's, there was, a shitload in that that I think it's going to take a while to sort of for me to fully digest but yeah no that was that was fantastic um yeah yeah there was so much in that that resonated with me um you know having just gone through slash in the process of doing a bit of a a rehaul of of my brand um and it was yeah. nice nice um like you know getting a bit of reassurance around some of the the thoughts that have been bouncing around in my head for months and months and months yeah. and months. Um, it was great. Yeah. Well, feel free to like bounce it off me if you want, because like I it always that. helps to just mm. have someone else to, to mm. bounce off. Like you have to. Yeah. yeah. Wicked. Um, if people want to find your work, um, you know, I'll, I'll have uh, all, you know, all your links and stuff um, in, the, in the description. I'll pop a link to um, the documentary light coming home. Um, down below as well um yeah anything else you want to leave us with before we go yeah so i mean all of this stuff and more (laughs) um i talk about with nat from um the auburn hour 
over there, <laughs> um, in a workshop that we also run um, called Now We're Here. So I can um, send you the link for that as well. Absolutely. And is that is that a online course or a live um, workshop? No, so... Yes, it's a live workshop and cool. it'll be in Melbourne next year. Uh, yeah, next year, next September um, cool. will be the next one. So, yeah, just just hit us up. You can find us on the gram um, for, okay. yeah, for, for dates and stuff like that. Awesome. September next year, Melbourne? Yes, yep. I yep. might have to do a trip. Yes, awesome. Yeah. Wicked, cool. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll have all the, um, all the info on that um, um, and all your work below. And we will be having uh, Natalie from Auburn Hour Films um, on uh, next episode as well. Uh, so it's yeah. very exciting. But um, yeah, uh, thank you so much again. Thank um, you. And we will see you guys later. Peace. Bye. Peace. 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 Done. Awesome. <laughs> okay.